0: Hello, this is Gaming Perspectives with Angeline.
1: And today we have Stephen Price. He is, I guess, with a, a group of people are starting a new convention in Milford, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. It's called Rising Phoenix Game Con. And he wanted to come on and tell us what it's about and why he's starting a con. So why are you starting a con, Stephen?
2: <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually starting this with the uh collaboration of 16 other individuals which is our board of directors um cool we're all pretty much lifelong gamers and very big fans of the tabletop role-playing community and the uh the the two main founders who are scott and Petra who are a, uh, a married couple they decided a few years ago to start their own company called uh dark phoenix events where they would they uh, sort of uh, gathered together a bunch of very experienced and very talented game masters to uh, basically do a kind of game master for hire kind of service where they would do uh, gaming sessions, they would do uh, murder mysteries, they do mini LARPs, mini conventions, anything that the the client wanted, they would take care of, uh, even up to providing food for the event and in particular certain certain other personal events um, you know area era appropriate food for the event
1: Wow
2: um, so kind of for them the next natural step was creating their own gaming convention uh, and naturally because of the the nature of their uh, sphere of expertise and and the, uh, the the enjoyment of the game masters around them it's gonna be a very role play centered, kind of a convention we will have tabletop gaming we'll have miniature gaming as well but our main focus is going to be role playing uh, role playing in different genres at different levels of expertise uh, and we will definitely want to focus on bringing intro gamers you know very near, the novices into the hobby in the community as right. well as highlight you know some of the some communities that don't necessarily get a lot of uh, coverage or or chances of exposure, like women in gaming, L- LGBTQ gamers, you know, just just people of a lot of different stripes and flavors.
0: So. That's very cool. Um, Saul and I were talking because you're in Massachusetts and we're here in California. Yeah. And we have like three big gaming conventions here in the Bay Area. How many conventions are back east i don't know yeah, <laughs> so i just yeah, wanted to find well, out well <laughs> um we are
2: very close friends with the people who run total con here uh which has been going for 30 i think they're into the 38th year right now and they, they wow. are the largest convention in new england there, there may be a, a caveat or a term there because i know that uh, carnage up in vermont's a very big con as well um okay and also, there's there's Pax East, which is right in Boston, which is very much a mixed gaming event. The folks with who run TotalCon we we're really close friends with a lot of the people who are on our board of directors are on their board of directors as well. They'll sit in our meetings and they're giving us advice as to how to start this up and do it smart. So we're not just you know coming out of the blue with this idea and uh, you know <laughs> said, hey guys, let's get together and run a convention. You know we've we've got some background and we've got. Uh, you know, a wealth of ex- of uh, experience in the board of directors. Uh, so we're really hoping, you know, and we're we're not overshadowing. We're figuring the first year, you know, we might get 300, 400 people. If we get like 450, we figured we'd be really doing really well. But definitely we want to grow from this point.
0: That's very cool. It's a lot of work to run a convention. <laughs> <So. laughs>
2: yes, I know. Suddenly right. I find myself on like four different committees that I didn't know I signed up for. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's quite a few people, like on your board of directors, because uh, or is uh, that's what you call it on your committee yes, or yeah. whatever? And you know, some one of our friends who runs Big Bad Con here on the West Coast, he he basically had a group that did the same thing, like but not quite to that level, but he said he needed to be like the single person in charge to make all the decisions to be smoother. Do you find this? you know, more people having a more difficult time making decisions? That's
2: a that's you know, a really good question. Because, um, like, I've gotten involved with a lot of nonprofit-type organizations and been on the boards for those. And, right. of course, that's a little different than trying to start a gaming uh, community, basically. But I think having – we have – because we have so many different people with so many different backgrounds, it's helpful because when we're in the middle of a meeting and a question comes up, there's somebody always there, almost immediately with an answer. So, um, yeah. you know, Scott and Petra have been running Dark Phoenix, and we had to. Originally, we were going to be Dark Phoenix Con, but due to legal reasons, obviously, we had to change the name, which a lot of us figured was going to happen. But um, Scott and Petra are really attached to the name Dark Phoenix, and they were they wanted to wait till we heard <laughs> from lawyers. But but we figured Rising Phoenix gaming con which makes rpg con which is you know the perfect you know uh sure right
1: game. right i didn't even, i didn't <laughs> even notice that
2: that's funny um they're very smart and you know they run a lot of uh smaller private cons for their friends like with a max of like 40 to 50 people they run one in the spring okay. and one in the summer you know primary horror uh genre based right because uh, they're all you know they're down from Rhode island so they're huge lovecraft fans of course
1: uh, yes and they have a a big convention there that's not necessarily role-playing but like even oh yeah uh, yeah ne- like ne- a writing ne- necronomicon convention? yeah ne- yes that's what it is yeah they that's they they love cool. to we
2: you know we love to attend that whenever we can so
1: so you know i i was looking at a map of massachusetts and us being on the west coast we have a a different view of of geography how far things are are away from each other (laughs) like we are like 400 miles away from la okay and so so we're here in san jose so when we talk about la it seems kind of far and but people drive it and go there like i have family that live there but on the east coast you're like you're like three states away or four states in those kind of close proximity yeah so I think you can be able to draw people to your con, you know, with a little bit of word of mouth and stuff like that. Yeah, so that'd be interesting. That, that's what
2: we're hoping to do. Um, our 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 community, our our tight knit family of gamers, they come from Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New York, Vermont, Maine. So we've got a large community, just even amongst our own participants in the uh, planning of the of the the con regionally cool. so it, it's exciting and like the furthest i think the people who live furthest away from us are up in vermont and they have to drive about three hours to get down here to mess well they actually need to drive oh, that's
0: not bad. three hours
2: to get to rhode island <laughs> so actually the con is going to be closer to them than some wow. of the other events that, that they <laughs> attend so but you know they're they're great people and they love they love to play it's just a great community that we've built and that's kind of our goal is to further expand this community with a you know, our goal is to get game masters for our events that we, you know, have a vetting process for. We wow. wanna have standby game masters at our con so that if for some reason a game master doesn't show up, the people who paid to be in that gaming slot don't just lose out. There'll be somebody who's able to jump in there, maybe not with the game that they had planned to play, but they'll be able to play. Something right. of a similar genre. The hotel we're working yeah. with here are really great. Um, they've allowed us, they've given us two blocks of hotel rooms, ones that are sort of con adjacent, you know, for people who like to stay up a little later and you know hang out and talk and maybe be a little bit rowdier. And then we have a yeah, we'll yeah, fit up and a we have bit. a we have a, <laughs> a block of quiet rooms for people who might have small kids or just want to get their eight hours of sleep. You know that's a little bit <laughs> further away from the action, but
1: I saw that on the website. I thought it was that I thought that was really neat because we were at a con Memorial Day, and when we were walking, it was a really big con uh it's called Kublacon it's oh yeah, about, yeah I've heard it had about, hit about that. four thousand yeah. people it had about four thousand people and and we're walking to our room, and somebody had put a piece of paper saying, "Sleeping child, please please be quiet <laughs> yeah."
0: Unfortunately for them, they were right next to the elevator, yeah. so everybody walked oh, yeah,
2: past that. Oh, that's a I terrible spot.
1: I don't think that baby got no. a lot of sleep if if it was easily roused by, you know, loud games. Right.
0: So you said something interesting. Saul had told me about this, but I've never been to a convention that charges. For game slots, I've, we only pay for the whole convention, and then the you just sign up for okay, the games. I, I,
2: I may have and, misspoke. There, we're using a system. You you will actually only pay one price to admit to, to for admission, and then you will sign okay. up for different games. So it's not like you're paying for uh, each okay, event. Okay,
1: cool. Well, some some cons do that, like you know, like Gen Con. You you buy tickets yeah. for each event on top of the Interest. what is it the entrance right. fee. I think Gamehole Con in Wisconsin <laughs> does that. So so it's not unheard of. Yeah, TotalCon right?
2: used to There's do it, but over the past two years they've been they've gotten into a new system where you just you just pay for your admission, whether it's four day or you know, just one day or whatever. Right. And you sign up for your, you know, the, the games you wanna play and when you go to registration they print you out your pass and the tickets for that day. But right. you know, if you just, cool. if you decide, hey, there's a game that sounds kind of cool. I want to sit in. You go to the room, the table, and if there's room, they've actually got signs on the table, which is something we're going to do that says, you know, looking for players or you know, game full, right? So that you can kind of pop your head in a room and look and say, oh, hey, there's a game, and hopefully, you know, I'm the 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 director of marketing and I'm in charge of uh, producing the the program for the con, and I want to make this as seamless for players as possible so like they can have this nice yeah. little booklet and say oh that's table such and such this is a game it's playing here are some icons that represent what that game is that sounds kind of fun i'm going to go see if i can get in there
1: right yeah. right so w- when your your con is going to be at the hotel convention space right yes
2: at uh, the double tree tree at in milford mass which is like right off 495 right, okay. which is one of the major throughways. Uh, here in massachusetts and
1: so that allows you to have like the whole time gaming right the 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 convention space doesn't close at you know at midnight oh like
2: actually that. i'm not 100 percent sure but i don't believe the hotel is going to let us uh run the gaming area for 24 hours just because of wow. just for security reasons i think right. uh but Thankfully, the way that they've got their area set up, where you are going to have like an enclosed space for vendors, so they'll be able to lock their stuff yes. down. We're still trying to figure out like how many tables we can fit in the place and what our max capacity is going to be.
1: Right, logistics, logistics and is stuff. Kind of tough. And then of course, that's yeah. the hardest oh, yeah. part.
2: <laughs> and then from that, you know, the the cost of passes based on you know, what our cost is to rent the place and and all that stuff. So, and that's, that's for other minds. My, my, I don't do great at math. That's not my strong point. So
1: (laughs) you're not a, no, no, no.
2: I, 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 I'd be happy to have, you know, charge everybody five bucks and say, Hey, come on and have fun, but we're not going to make any money. Well, we know we're not going to make any money the first year. We're just hoping not to lose any money. So
1: so, yeah, we, we've we known a few people who, well, we know a lot. Everybody here that puts on a con here in the Bay Area, we know the, the people who put the con on. And uh, there was a con here where the the creators or the owners, they, they had a, you know, it was a very successful con, at least from the outside, but they had a hard time even breaking even. So it was kind of surprising to see, that happened, yeah. you know, so yeah, you have to worry about well, money. That
0: had a lot to do with the, what the hotel charged. Right.
1: right. Well, that was
2: That's the other right. thing too. We, we, I think we ended up checking out like 12 different hotels with convention facilities. Right. And some of them were just absolutely amazing, but they wanted so much money. And it was, it was really, <laughs> it was at this really close race between the hotel we went with, and another hotel that's a little bit further away that actually looks like a castle. Like thematically, it Whoa. would have been amazing, but that it it's just like this is our first year and we really can't take any chances if we want to be able to do this again next year. So we right. went with a place that was willing to work with us and give us the better price. That being said, it is a fantastic facility. I'm really looking forward to us, you know, yeah. being in there.
1: And it's good yeah, it's it's good to get a hotel that that really wants to work yes. with you. Because, uh, you know, I've been to a convention where like the staff kind of gives you the turns their nose at you because you're gamers, yeah. you know. So it's it's not a that's not a good experience. So that, that's good that you got a good hotel that's wants to work and with you guys.
2: Yeah. And it's it's great. Like some of our people are, you know, involved with the theater community. So we actually have a props committee on our board of directors and they're going to make fake wall, you know, basically what our goal is for when people walk into the con, it's like, there are like a lot of wow moments like, wow, that's so cool. I got to get my picture in front of that. Like, we, you know, uh, Scott, who's, you know, one of the founders of the idea, Scott and Patron were the, the couple who started this. His, he, what his ultimate goal is, is for this to feel a lot like going to a Renaissance fair a little bit. So the, oh, wow. it's you know it's it's uh it's an immersive experience is kind of what he was going for, so granted we're on budgets and but sometimes being having restrictions makes for some really interesting creative uh options yeah
1: people you really use their yeah. imagination definitely so that that's interesting that you know that you have like a props department and you're you're tacking this or setting up this con a little bit differently than most cons, which is just an open space. Give me your money right. and hopefully games are there. If uh, the GM shows up, <laughs> right. You're trying to make sure that, you know, that in case somebody doesn't show up, you have like a backup GM. And like you said, it may not be the game that was supposed to be there, but you have yeah. people there. They're not going to twiddle their thumbs and look at each other. For a while.
2: We really want people to have a really great gaming experience. You know, I, we've all been to cons. We've all shown up at a table, and for some, whatever reason, the game master doesn't show up, or the person who's running the, you know, comp, you know, the the talk or whatever doesn't show up, and it's a letdown. It's a like, well, you know, what do I do now? Like, I can't. It's I've waited for the game master for ten minutes. I can't go join another game because now they're all ten minutes into whatever spiel they're like i don't want to go to a new table and then have the game master have to explain the whole scenario to me after he's already explained it so you know being the the marketing guy what i really want to do is make a very active sort of twitter channel for us that has hashtags for tables looking for gamers you know to any kind of announcements so that people can kind of be plugged in the way they are at like a tech conference or or anything like that and you know there there can be up to the minute updates and announcements that people can follow along
1: with so. yeah that that's interesting cuz even here even though like we're in the middle of silicon valley you know it's still a little slow to adopt technology <laughs> you know so to to be on that kind of you know you know uh what is it instant response kind of like you know you could look on your phone and and see what games you got into and stuff where where you know it seemed like it was slow to happen here. But it's
0: coming yeah. along. <laughs> I,
2: I mean, the technology's there, and it's not that tough to use. I don't see why right. you shouldn't use it. But, um, of course, but because of that, like, you know, all my friends here on the board of directors are saying, oh, you know, we'll be able to run this game. It's like, I'm going to be writing social media and Twitter and all this stuff the whole weekend. Like, my my whole job is going to be customer-facing. So I'm not planning on really running anything or playing any games just because like, I'm going to be very focused on our congoers experience and feedback <laughs> and stuff, which I'm fine with. Like right. and that's, that's the goal and it's a needed piece. And I'm, you know, there are people who are joining me on the, you know, the social media committee. So I will have backup luckily. Yeah. But it's, it's something I think in this day and age with modern technology, you need to have out there so that if there's a problem, you can, you know, address it immediately and and not have right. it spiral out of control and, and put a stain on the reputation of your con. So
1: cool. So uh, I got a, just a couple more questions. One was, you know, a lot of cons are kid friendly or family friendly. Are, are you going to have any like either a special area or a track of kids games uh we are
2: looking into that okay. um uh, one of the uh guys who works uh for the kids gaming at total Con has reached out and uh, uh. Has, has uh offered to help us with that and i would love to um have a kids track i i as a game master like some of the most fun i've ever had is running a game for you know middle school kids and younger because you know they're yeah. it's their minds are just so open to anything. You can just literally <laughs> don't know what to expect when you're, and, and it's fantastic as a game master to have your, sometimes you put back on your heels. Yeah, you,
0: you never know what they're yeah. going to do.
2: And the important thing, with, especially with yeah, kids just, is to not ever say no to them. You know, it's, it's <laughs> exactly. like, cool. I hadn't thought that. Let's go with it. What, what do you want to do? So,
1: Yeah. I, Jolene ran a game uh, years ago for Pathfinder at, at a convention and she was overwhelmed she had like 13 little kids and they were young they were like average age 7 yeah. or 8 but i had helpers okay. yeah we she did have helpers like co-gms and a lot of them were little girls and the difference between little boys and little girls you know was substantial because they, they saw these little uh, dragon fairies or something like that. Suedo dragons. Yeah. Suedo dragons. And instead of fighting them, they wanted yeah, to make yeah. friends.
0: And with the fairies.
1: <laughs> so she had to like, oh, I got to change my. I said, my- that's
0: fine. Let's make friends. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I changed all the rules for fighting so that they just had to roll a dice. And I told the guys, they make it yeah. whatever. <laughs> so-
1: yeah, they wanted to make sure they succeed. Yeah, I'm actually and then I ran games for little kids too and it was a lot of fun. I mean it is it is fun. So what about your games? Are are I know you know it every convention's different about the length of games that GMs will run? Uh, you know, are they four hour slots, six hour slots, or are they you know, they is it up to the uh, GM or tape number of players? Is there like do you guys su- suggest stuff, you know, like I mean, ideally, like,
2: six max, I think. But, you know, again, that's up to the game master. If they want to run a game with, you know, eight to 12 people, that's their prerogative. And as for time, our our ideal slot will be about four hours, but we have some phenomenal game masters who will... And I've actually played in one of his games. This guy ran a (laughs) 12-hour game at a private con, and it had... Lighting, it had special effects. It had sound like it was a super immersive, and and you know it didn't feel like twelve hours. And you know if if right. he wants to run that kind of event there, the, we're not going to tell him no. So
1: yeah, uh but no, I have a friend who who runs C- Cthulhu. He loves that that game, and he had like a sound person to do all the sound effects. And it was an eight player game. It was a twelve hour game. And he ran it from like twelve mm. to midnight and 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 I ran a version, I mean I played in that version of that game and it was really good without the sound effects of you know unfortunately. <laughs> but but yeah, there are some GMs that got, go really right. over the top. They have a lot of props, you know, they have sound effects, you know, sometimes they have you know, depending on how much technology is in the room or in the area they have, you know, they put stuff on their TVs or or on the laptops right. and stuff. So it's pretty amazing how inventive people yeah, and, are. Yeah, and we'll
2: probably be a little little limited this year because of the what the hotel has. Like, I am i haven't talked with the guys who are planning the gaming play area out, but, you know, if we have a large right. open area with a bunch of tables, then, you know, lighting and sound effects are going to get kind of lost in the crowd sounds. But <laughs> this this one particular guy, um, you know, Basically, he rents a room in the hotel, and that room is where he runs his games from. So, granted, that's unless you know him, it might seem a little creepy to go up to a private room and play a game, but (laughs) he's a great guy and like he's completely, you know, above
0: the board with all that stuff. Yeah. So, are you going to have LARPs? Um, Actually, it's
2: interesting. I went to a, there was a, a, larp yard sale here in february
1: <laughs> what is well, that i
2: didn't even know this existed and i think it was lemons no spencer it was spencer massachusetts apparently there's this creator shop with all these people who play larps and they make equipment and they sell it and so they had like just all these different larp games that had extra equipment or used equipment that people could go in and buy and unfortunately like i went in on the oh. first day late afternoon and like almost everything was gone like everybody had been there and